And God says, be prepared. You just never know how God wants to use you. So, you know, God says, you know, that we need to meditate on his word day and night. Well, what does that mean to you? I just kind of like press that question out to you and to what that means to you. Um, I know what it means to me, but what does it mean to you this morning? And uh, so as you've heard that uh, Tim was exposed to the COVID, if you guys don't know, um, he's fine and everything, and, um, and he'll be back um, hopefully uh, Thursday for sure. But keep him in your prayers. He, he, God brought him here, okay? He didn't come on, on his own road, you know? This life has so many roads, but he didn't come down this road on his own. God led him down that road, and God brought him here. And as we attend this church, and we call this our church, guess what? We need to be lifting him up in prayer for the direction of where God wants to take his church. Not where he wants to take God's church. We see that already. We see what happens when man gets involved in God's church with his flesh and the leading of the flesh and the things of the flesh. You know, God's very clear. He says, mortify the deeds of our flesh, right? Don't put any confidence in our flesh. So this morning, we're going to be talking about two roads. Jesus talks about two roads. There's only two roads. So before we get into the text, let's uh, seek God, because this is his church. You know, don't look at me because I am nobody. But I'm here standing because of the Holy Spirit. And whatever he wants to say or whatever he wants to do, you can prepare for everything that what you see, but it's God who ordains our steps. It's him, and it's all about him. So we'll seek the Lord here before we get into his word. This word is alive. This word is the only thing that can change you. I could come up with all kinds of ideas. I come up with all kinds of things. But it won't change you. It won't do nothing for you. Because at the end of the day, you will still be empty and dead and searching. That's what God says. So let's seek the Lord and let's see how God and how he wants to speak to us. And come with an open heart. Come in the secret place before God. He knows your heart. He knows the things that you're thinking about in secret. In secret. I know in my own mind, there was times in my life, the things that I'd be thinking in my mind in secret, fooling the people. But you're not fooling God because he searches the heart of people. We look at each other. I look at my wife. Oh, I'm not that bad. But what does Isaiah say? He says, look up. And when he looks up, he says, woe is me. Woe is me. Thank you for Jesus. And he makes it very distinct between the two roads. There's no third road. There's no third road. 
There's only two roads. So let's look to God before we get into his word. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for loving us. Thank you, Lord, that you have so much mercy and so much grace upon your creation, God. We are all sheep that have gone astray, God. Oh, Lord, cleanse our hearts this morning, God, from the things of this world, Lord. Cleanse our eyes, God. Cleanse our ears, Lord. Oh, God, we need you more than ever today, this very moment, Lord. It's you, Father, that changes lives, God. It's you, Lord, that draws a person unto yourself, God. It's not us, Lord. Lord, I didn't come out seeking you. I, I, you weren't even on my mind, God. But Lord, you sought after me. Lord, thank you, Lord. Thank you for, for taking us off the broad road, Lord. As we get into your word, God. And you talk about that broad road, Lord. And you talk about this narrow, this skinny road, Lord. And Lord, I pray, God, that, Lord, that you would soften our hearts right now, God. Soften our hearts, Lord. May we put fear aside. If we've walked in here with fear today, God, I pray we would put fear aside, Lord. I pray that we would put the things that we're going to do after church aside, God. And the things that took on this morning, Lord, before we came to church, God. May we put those things aside. And may we be focused, God, in what you want to say to each one of us, God. We want to hear from you. We're like children, Lord. Oh, Lord, speak to me. Oh, Lord, change me, Lord. Oh, Lord, keep me weak, Lord. Oh, Lord, bend me, God. Oh, God, we need you in this time. So speak to us, Lord. This is your church, Lord. This is something that you created, God. So, Lord, use this unworthy servant this morning, God. And speak through me, Lord, whatever you want to talk about, Lord, this morning. And we'll just praise you. And we'll give you all the glory, God. We'll never take the glory. We'll never take the crowns, Lord. Because, God, it's you. It's your work. The battle belongs to the Lord. It's all about you. So, Father, have your way with each heart that has come into your church this morning, God. We're hungry. We're desperate for you, God. So, Lord, have your way in this time, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. So our text that we're going to be... i got to put my glasses on. No reading glasses. This old body. Not too old, but it's getting there. We're going to be taking our text this morning out of Matthew chapter 7. If you want to get your Bibles out, because we're going to, this is church, and it's good to fingering through God's Word. You know, it's so easy to be able to get on our smartphones these days. Oh, I can pull it up here. I can pull it up here. Or you can talk to the lady or whoever's on the, the button there on the side and ask them, ask them questions. Hey, what, what does the Bible say about this? But how important it is to take the fingers that God created. And we get to go through the oldest book that has ever been written. We get to go through the, this that is living this word is living. It's not dead. And God wants to speak to us about his word this morning. So we'll be pulling our text from Matthew 
chapter or chapter 7 verse 13 and 14 so if you want to turn there and i'm going to go slow and because i'm slow but you know hey i want i want to hear the pages turning i want to hear us going through the word and looking at scripture and what god has to to say about these two roads well the two roads didn't just pop up we got to go all the way back to the beginning when there was just one road so let's go back to the beginning because i looked up on my smartphone and i was curious it came to my mind and i said how many roads are in the world wow so i went and i typed on there look there's over 48 billion different roads but the only two roads that we're interested in is the broad road and the narrow road so let's turn to genesis chapter 2 i was going to read matthew first but i think we let's go over to genesis chapter 2 genesis 2 verse 9 Genesis 2, verse 9. Here we go. And out of the ground, the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So there was two trees, right? Two roads, right? Two different avenues. And God had to put, God had to put this tree of good and evil, the one that he put there to give us a choice. He had to, he had to give us a choice. God didn't create the broad road. What created the broad road? Sin. Disobedience. That's what caused sin. But God had to give us a choice. He had to give us a choice. And, and we chose. Whether it was Adam, whether it was Jim, or whether it was Kim in the garden, or whoever else in the garden, we would have failed. We would have failed. No doubt about it. I would have failed. I'll just say it. I would have failed. And so there was this other road that was created. Because as you continue to read and what happens as they took the, 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 the fruit or whatever thing that was on the tree that they weren't supposed to eat, they were put out where? Outside of the garden. And guess what? God put two angels in the garden and so here's man in the beginning of of man going down this broad road broad road and on that broad road there is many roads it isn't just one big road and all the sheep are heading down to this one road no because there's so many things that go on in people's lives that are different. God created us different. We're not the same. I kind of was thinking of why is there so many churches and different denominations and all these different things that are preaching the gospel of Christ because there's different people. There's different characters that God creates for his purpose. So here we are, 2022, 2,000 plus years after Christ's death. And here we are, still, there's a narrow road and there's a broad road. And the, and the roads aren't ended. Just because you're, you pick what road you're on, it's not the end. That's not the end. 
We all start on the broad road. We're all walking down the broad road. Let's turn to Matthew. Back to Matthew, chapter 7, verse 13. We're kind of going to go over to Luke, too, because I like what Luke says uh, about it, about the, the two roads as well. So we're going to go back into there as well. So let's go to uh, Matthew 7, verse 13 and 14. It says, this is Jesus talking. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, huge gate. I want you to see the differences here. Huge gate. It says it right here, wide is the gate. And he doesn't go on. There's an and in there. And broad is what? The way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Well, I want you to think about your life. I want to think, have you think about and have me think about, about when I was on that broad road. When I was on that broad road. We're no different from anybody else. God's no respecter of anybody. Whether you're on that narrow road or you're on that broad road. He isn't. But he gives you a choice to make. Or does he give you a choice? But there's an avenue there. The narrow road was gone. But thank God that he had a plan. And he had a purpose to reestablish that plan. Through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. You know, when I think about Jesus, I can only think about when he calls, tells his disciples to go in, and there's a, a colt there, and there's a man there, and, and tie it up, and, 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 you know, and that's what our Savior was going to ride in on. The King of kings. The Lord of lords. And he came in. He was innocent. He was innocent. And he paid a horrible price for everybody's sins, for me, for you, sitting out here. He paid your sins. And he was innocent. Try to ponder that upon your mind. Try to ponder that in your heart. That the God of creation came down to be the low of the low of the servants, right? And he goes in, he stands it by Pilate, and, and, and yo, who do you want me to free? Who do you want me to free? And what, what does it say in his word? What does it say? They, 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 the free, free the, 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 the uh, thief, the robber. They wanted him. They wanted him. Besides the, the innocent. Our Savior. And I know he had a purpose. And he had a plan. But as being human. I got I to gotta look at that. Because it's in his word. And as he speaks to you. And you see in your own heart. Of what Jesus has done for us. Because the narrow road was gone. It was gone. Man made this choice. It was just a broad road. Then our Savior came in. Thank God that he is the Alpha and the, he is the Omega. He is everything in between. He had a plan for the sinner. He had a plan for us. We're sinners saved by grace. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God that he made the path. The veil was torn. It was torn. And that path was reopened. Only through the blood of Jesus Christ. There's no other way. No other way. What is keeping people from 
being on the broad road to going, to getting over here on the narrow road. We get it. We come up with so many things. Pride. Lust. Alcohol. Drugs. Adultery. Stealing. We come up with all kinds of, of our own self within our own being. Of why we don't want to come over there. I don't know how many times you've had opportunities that God has given you. To witness to share the gospel with people. And I've and I had many opportunities just like you. I kind of think I hear so much about oh are you are are are, are you are a good person or a bad person you would ask them. Oh, I'm not too good. We've all heard that if we've shared the gospel with people. Well, how could you come up with that conclusion? By comparing with each other? Well, of course. But, but when you look up, woe is me. Woe is me. You know, it's, it's, it's the pride of life. It's the things of this world that have shackled, shackled people. I was on that broad road myself. I was on that road. And I was shackled on that road. And I was doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. You know, I ruined my first marriage because of sin. Sin in my life. And it leads to death. And even I can remember at that time that I was making those decisions and those sins. God's mercy. And God's grace was speaking to me and telling me, don't do that. And don't do that. I remember it. I remember it. But I wouldn't listen. I wouldn't listen. And God gave me up to my reprobate mind. That's what happened to me. Until the blood of Jesus and the Holy Spirit, the thing I was missing. Yeah, I prayed. I prayed the prayer. Maybe you prayed the, the sinner's prayer. It's nowhere in the Bible. Call on the name of the Lord and you will be saved. You will be saved. And there's so many people on this broad road. Let's look at another scripture. Let's look at another scripture. Man makes, makes his own religion. They, he makes his own ways of self-effort. Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. But God who is rich in mercy because of his great love which with, with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Jesus Christ, that in the age to come he might show the exceedingly riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. It's God. You know, I used to have, when I used to have opportunities to witness, and you could probably have the same kind of, uh, uh, same thing as myself, and, and the same experiences of, you know, there was a time where, you know, when I was a baby Christian, and, you know, and I was out witnessing and knocking on doors and, and, and doing all these things, you know, trying to, to get people off this broad road. But you know what? I come to, come to find out it has, it has nothing to do with me or you. It's whatever before the foundations of the world, before the foundation of the world, God knows 
It's, it's, that, it's, that, it's, it's that time for that person. That's why we pray. How many people do you know that has not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? How many people are we praying for? I got people in my family I'm praying for. You can't just, the people on the broad road, you can't just jump over Jesus. People are, love to talk about God. But when you bring Jesus up to those people that are on the broad road, boy, everything changes because of the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. It's because of that only one factor, because of our Lord. So there's many that are on it. Let's go back to Matthew. Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Verse 14. Because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few, few, few who find it. You know, before I jump on to the narrow gate, I want to, let's turn to Proverbs real quick. 14, chapter 14, Proverbs. It's in the Old Testament, back in here. You want to see where man's road leads? You want to see where the destruction happens? Turn here. This is man's road. Proverbs 14, verse 12. And kind of, you could kind of picture yourself before you knew the Lord. You could picture yourself on the broad road. I know when I read this, it, it spoke right to me. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. You know, everybody comes up with their own ideas and their own ways and their own things. And things have gotten confusing, right? Look at what's going on today. Look at what's going on in our country. It's so confusing. COVID shot, booster shot, booster shot, 10 booster shots. Wear a mask, don't wear a mask. What kind of mask? Chaos. Confusion. Well, who do you think's behind the confusion? Huh? He loves it. What, what, what did God ask Satan when he came? Satan came up to the throne, came up to God. God asked him, where have you been? I've been going to and fro, back and forth, to see who I can destroy. That's his purpose, to destroy you. Destroy your testimony. My testimony was destroyed. The church that I attended down in California was destroyed because of decisions and things that I, that, that I made and the things that I was doing. It's not a joke at all. It's serious. Because guess what? There's going to be a day that those doors are closed. And we're going to get to that in the last part of the message. There's going to be a day. So think about those people in your life that God has put you in. And people cross your path. And think of where they're going to go. They're going to spend eternity. This life is but a vapor, God says. 
it's really short. I'm 55. Just say to yourself how old you are. But, but death is forever. Forever. And there's no other way. People are going to make their own roads. They're going to go down their way. That's why God said it's a broad road. Many are on it. Many are on it. It's an easy road. There's no curbs. There's no caution signs. I, I, when I was living in the world, I wasn't at 100%. I was at 120, 150%. I was giving in my all. My flesh, I was living for my flesh. I was living for it. And I wasted so many years. I thought that. But it wasn't until God takes the foolish things and he takes the, the, the cruddy things that you did and he uses them for his glory. How many times I beat myself up. I beat myself up. I know there's no condemnation of those in Christ Jesus. I know that. But I'm human like you guys. And we forget. We forget that Especially when the storms of life come, we forget that. Let's talk about the narrow road. Now, the narrow road. Thank God. Jesus went to the cross. And he took the, the sins of the world upon himself. He went into the tomb. And... He was there for three days. And then he rose again. And, and he was around for many, many days, showing himself to his disciples, to other people that were there and going on at that time. And it was the Lord, the Lord, not me, not you, not anybody from the past or anybody of the future that can reestablish the narrow road because it was broken. And the only way it could be restored was Jesus going to the cross for my sins, for your sins, and for the world's sins. That's what he did for us. Our Savior, Jesus Christ, so the narrow gate we're going to talk about now. The narrow gate. Let's go. What are the, you know what, let's start on this one. Because I don't know where you're at in your walk with the Lord. I don't know if you're saved or not saved. You don't know if I'm saved or not saved. Because God, this is scary. It's kind of like, he says there's tares with the wheat. Wow, there's tares with the wheat in his church. He let Judas, he counted Judas as one of the 12. You know? And I don't see your heart, but God does. Don't harden your hearts this morning, people, but open it to him. Open it to him. And what does he want to do? What does he want to say? How does he want to change me? Because we all need to be changed. Every day I need to be changed a little more. I need to let go of more things of the world. And it's kind of funny. This month we're not having any wheat, my wife and I. You know? Slowly disconnecting from the world. Disconnecting from the things of the world. Not people. But having more of the people applied within me about the lost what does jesus tell us to do to go out you're stand you are living neighbors on the right or left wherever you're certain you you're, you have neighbors by you pray for those neighbors we have a neighbor that my wife and i uh, that, that the lord's using my wife for this lady vicky across the street from us and this woman lost her daughter and lost 
her, her, wife, her husband. And you could see it on her face of the pain that she has. You can see it. And we're praying. We're praying that God, the only one that's able, well, we're not able, we're nobody, but God to come down and free that woman and give her peace in her heart and in her life. That's what we're praying for. And that's what God's trying to get on our minds. You know, eternal things. People that are on the broad road. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? If you don't believe it, Lord, help our unbelief then. That he is able. He is able. Only him. But we got to be praying for those people. We got to be the light. And we got to be the salt on that broad road because guess what? We were there. And why God save me? Why did he save you? Who are we? God looks at us the same, and he loves each one of us. Don't forget that. He put us on the narrow road. Let's go to... Um, let's go to Psalms 68, verse 19. Psalm 68. 68, 19. Psalm 68, 19. This is the, I really love this, because this passage right here. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits, the God of our salvation, of our benefits, benefits. What does that mean to you personally? What God, what benefit has it been to you to be on the narrow road if that's where you're at right now in your life? Because God says, and he talks about it, he talks about our feet, but I consider that, as he's talking about it, that you have a right foot over here in, in, in on the broad road, and you have your left foot on, on this road in, in here, on, the, on this narrow road. The, the, that, that's in your own mind. That's in my own mind. There, there, there is no in-between with God. He says, choose. Choose. Or he says that I would just spew you out of my mouth. Don't play games with God. So there's, there's a benefit of that. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 5, verse 1. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 1. 2 Corinthians, New Testament, New Testament. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 1. 5 1. For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building from God. A house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. So this isn't our home. These are tents. These are just a body. But the benefit, as we're traveling through this crazy life, the benefit, because the, the road isn't ended yet, but because we're looking down here, 
We're looking down here of that day to where we're out of these corrupt, sinful bodies. And then God talks about his word of how our flesh and our spirits, they're warring against each other. That's what God says, that our spirits, are they're contrary. They're different. They don't go together. The things of this world aren't going into heaven. They're not going to get past that narrow gate. They're not going. Anything of this world is not getting past that. Let's turn to, because on this road that we're on, this small gate, this small road, this small path that we're on, you're going to have hardships. You're going to have tough times. Let's look at Paul right now. Let's turn to uh, 2 Corinthians right here, chapter 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 25. Not an easy road. The narrow road is not easy, but with the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ, he is able. We can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. Chapter 11, verse 25. It says here, Three times, this is Paul now, this is Paul, three times I was beaten with rods, once I was stoned, three times I was shipwrecked at night and day, I have been in the deep in journeys, often in perilous of waters, in perilous of robbers, in perilous of my own countrymen, in perilous of the Gentiles, and perilous in the city, and perilous in the wilderness, and perilous in the sea, perilous among false brethren, in wearings and toil, and sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, besides the other things which what comes upon me, my deep concern for all the churches. That was his last statement, but look at what goes on on the narrow road. It's not an easy road. Count the cost. What is it going to cost you? Do you remember when you first got saved? God's grace came to you in your life. What happened? You had, as days and weeks gone by, there was these old friends, this old habits, these old things, this old life that you were doing until... God came until he came and met you. And I'll give you the, the best. We're almost going to wrap it up here. We got one more thing, which I love. The benefit of being on the narrow road. Let's go to Psalm 103. Psalm 103. We got a lot of, we're flipping a lot of pages in God's word. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. This is the benefits, you guys. Psalms 103, verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forgot and and forget not all my all his benefits. Here we go. Who forgives all your iniquities. Who heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns you with a loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies your mouth with good things. So that your use renewed like the eagles. That's the benefit of being on the narrow road heading to the celestial city. That's the benefit that we have. And you would think, I asked myself as I was reading this text, I said, well, how many people are on the broad road? 
And how many people are going to be on, on, on the narrow road? You know, I, I was like, wow, I was on there. Well, we're going to see who's on the narrow road. Let's go to Revelations. We're in there on, on Thursdays in our Bible study, right? We're in, I think, Revelation 6, uh, that, that, that we're there. Let's go to Revelations uh, chapter 7. Seven, um, verse nine and ten. Seven, nine, and ten. So here's John. He's in prison on an island. I don't even try to pronounce the name because my English is kind of off sometimes. But here's John, Revelation seven nine. After these things, these are the people on the narrow road. So there's other people traveling with us on this narrow road. Sometimes you may think that, oh man, it feels like you're alone. But no. After these things, I looked and behold, a great multitude, which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb. Oh, man. Are we waiting for that day? There's going to be many of us. Many of us. As I would close This morning, where are you at in your life? Where are you at in your walk with the Lord? Because even being on the narrow road gets complacent. Even on the narrow road, things happen. We just read Paul. Things happen. Jesus talks about counting the cost. Counting the cost. What is it going to cost Jim Renteria or yourself of following Jesus Christ? Well, I've looked back and I've seen what it cost at the beginning of salvation when God's grace met me. The old friends, you know, that thought you, you, they were your friends and all that stuff just starts fading away and everything. So, you know, pray for our neighbors. You know, pray for the people at the store. My wife and I, we had a, like four days of prayer over here, uh, this church, old crossroads over here. And, you know, and the pastor was talking about all these opportunities that he's had praying with people at Safeway. Oh, he was just going on praying people in. And Fred Myers, you go down the, la- down the lane, you know. Help, ask God to, to clean our ears out. And, and, and maybe we got cobwebs in our spirit that, that we can't hear him because of the distractions out here, which mean nothing. They mean nothing. They're all going to fade away. And we're all going to stand before the Lord. You know? So I'm going to close in prayer. I don't know if Robin has a song or what she does. So uh, Robin, and then, uh, and then we'll go and, and let's see what the Lord's going to do with the seeds that he's planted in our hearts, right? They're seeds planted in our hearts, you know? Lord, we come before you, Father. Lord, we, we're thankful for your word. We're thankful, Father, Lord, for Jesus Christ. Oh, Lord, <laughs> I can't even comprehend in my little old brain, God, of Lord, of your love that you have for your creation, God the love. You want all to come into repentance, God. You you don't want one to perish, God. Lord, you didn't create hell, Lord. But Lord, you want everybody to spend eternity with you, God. And this time that you've given us in these bodies, God, Lord, it's just this little flicker of a light, God, of opportunity 
to make this decision because after death, Lord, is judgment. And what's going to matter on that day, Lord, is our names written in the Lamb's book of life. When, you, when your book's open, Lord, that's what's going to matter, God. Lord, I pray that the seed that went out today in our hearts, God, Lord, I pray that it, that it would grow and it would produce much fruit, God. And we would take it serious. If we weren't taking it serious, God, that we would take it serious, Lord. As we look at our neighbors, God, that you surrounded us with. As we go down the aisles at the, at the grocery stores, God. Give us a brokenness, God, for the lost, Lord. Help us, God. Lord, I know we can do all things through Christ Jesus because it's you that strengthens us, God. We don't strengthen ourselves, Lord. It comes from you. So, Lord, be with us as we go. And I pray, God, that, Lord, that you would just have your way with each soul in your church this morning, God. I lift up Tim to you and his family to you, God. I pray that you would encourage that man. Lord, I pray you would create weakness in that man. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would create calluses upon his knees, Lord, as Lord as he'd be seeking you to lead your church, God. Lord, encourage him, Father. Encourage his wife, Angie, God. Encourage their kids, God. Help them as they're raising these kids in this wicked and perverse generation, God. Put your hedge of protection around them, God. Lord, it's only by you, God. So, Lord, thank you, Father, for allowing us. Thank you for this building, God, that we're allow, able to come and, and, and join together in fellowship and open your word, God. So, Lord, have your way with each person today. And we just give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen.